Hello, good morning guys. Uh it is Wednesday, March twenty fourth, and I am up um six nineteen AM recording a podcast in the dark because I'm waiting for my eyes to adjust. But I figured I'd have a little fun this morning, wake myself up uh before my eight AM nail appointment and go through my ask FM and so I get probably questions every day from you guys and for those of you that aren't familiar with how to ask me questions my ask fm is ask dot fm backslash my whole name spelled correctly m-y-l-e-i-k-t is in tom e-e-l-e and i'm pretty sure if you just type in my first name and my ask you can find it you can also find it by going to my website mytaughtyou.com um, and there's an ask me anything tab that will lead you to it uh, I'm going to just answer these questions, um, sort of how they come in. There's no, no rhyme or reason. There are some very interesting questions. I imagine this as just like an early morning phone call as if you guys called me, um, we're great friends and you ask me a question. So I haven't prepared any answers. These, uh, answers are literally just off the top of my head. But I figured it'd be a great way for me to connect with you guys. Uh, I love interacting with you. Um, For those of you that don't know, I am on Snapchat. I do snap quite a bit. I love Snapchat. Um, I tweet and I am on Instagram. I do have a Facebook page. Uh, But I also do have a full-time job, which is curlbox.com, which keeps me very busy. So um, in the event that I can't sort of check in with you um, in some way, I like to do something like this. So without further ado, I'm going to get into these questions and I'm literally, literally just going to answer them. Some of them, like I said, are interesting. First question says, hi, I am too emotionally involved in my friend's loved one's drama. And I had an epiphany the other day and it was overwhelming. I am avoiding dealing with my own issues. I am obese, lack confidence, depressed, negative. It's complicated. I am overly rational and I know what to do, but I just can't. Advice. I am having my coffee. Still black. Still still trying to slim up for summer. Uh, Let me sip and then I'll answer. Um, my first thought when people say that they are involved in other people's dramas is that it is so easy to get involved in other people's drama, um, so that you don't have to deal with your own, you know, it's like, it's, I think it's the reason why people love, um, reality TV so much. It's like when you see someone whose life is seemingly worse than yours and they are seemingly making worse decisions, you know, it's like, I'm not too familiar with um, what goes on, but I'll see something on Instagram or I'll see like a quick 15 second clip. And it's like some beautiful, stunning woman is pregnant by some unattractive man. Sorry, but he is. And he's gotten two, three, four women pregnant at the same time. And it's like to be able to look at someone who may be slimmer than you or seemingly more beautiful. And like, if this person can't make good decisions, then I mean, I can't be that bad, right? Um, So I think that that's an easy, an easy thing to do. Uh, And like, kudos to you and shout out to you for, you know, sort of having the epiphany and the awareness and sort of just realizing what you're doing. 
So now that you know that you're avoiding dealing with your own issues, the answer is it's time to deal with your issues. And um, I totally get not knowing what to do because there are so many different things to do, right? This is the question with a million answers. Um, I, I read tons of articles every day and you'll see that maybe someone started doing yoga and that changed them. Maybe someone wrote a letter to their absent father and that changed them. Like sometimes it seems as if people just have this one antidote and their lives change forever. But I've talked about it ad nauseum and I'm going to recommend this always when you don't know what to do, seek a professional, um, try to find some professional help in your area. Uh, be it just a psychotherapist or, you know, a counseling group. I'm not sure what your financial status is. Um, but I do know that there are some people who offer their services, um, discounted or low price, uh, find a support group. But I think that the best thing that you can do is get a group of professionals around you to help you start to unpack your issues because that's what it sounds like you need to do. Um, so that you can start dealing with what it is that you're dealing with and sort of remove yourself from the drama of friends and loved ones. You know, I do think that, you know, I don't enjoy drama and it's not that drama doesn't happen around me, but I, I'm the person that you probably are not going to call with drama because I don't really have many responses and I'm actually not that interested in it because I have so much stuff going on. And I remember it's funny that when I was a little girl tattling to my mother on somebody or talking about something and my mom telling me, you know, if I had time to be petty, that that wasn't enough to do and she could give me some more work. And I think that I kind of just took that through my adult life and said, you know what, um, I should be busy enough working on things that I don't have time for, um, minor issues. And that's pretty much where I am. You know, I have Curlbox, which is my main business. I have a side business, which is my com, which is doing stuff like this, uh, which is giving volunteering, you know, for the most part. Um, I have a new home that I am, uh, what am I doing to this house? <laughs> Decorating slash, all kinds of things. Uh, you know, I just, I'm busy. And so my car is filthy. I need to wash it. I bought a new car. I just think that I am so busy in my life that I don't really have time for drama. So good luck with that. And let me know, um, how it's going. You say it's complicated and I, and I totally believe that it is, but, um, work on your depression. I don't want you to be negative because that's just no way to live. And, I want you to be healthy, you know, I want you to be healthy because I want you to feel good and feel good about yourself. So good luck. Keep checking in with me and let me know how that goes. M, because you left your name. Uh, Next question. How do you celebrate the wins while you are so busy making amazing career moves? Um, you know, it's so funny because I don't think that I look at many things in my career as wins um, more than I look at them as sort of this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, Just maybe this weekend I was featured or I am currently featured in the April issue 
April? Is it April? I think so. April issue of um, Essence magazine. And there's a picture and there's a little clip from me. And I text that picture to both of my parents. And my dad wrote me back and was like, oh, my God. You know, my dad is definitely very much the cheerleader, you know, like he thanked me for making him a proud father and giving him something to be proud of. And then I texted to my mom and it was just kind of like, got it, you know? And so I, in some ways was raised to sort of do things without a ton of praise, if you will. Um, not that I didn't get it from my dad, but I just certainly didn't get a ton of praise. And so uh, the things that I do just more or less feel like, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing and not that big of a deal. So I don't do much celebrating. Um, but I, I have, I, I work on that because I do, I said all of that to let you know that I recognize, um, the, the dysfunction in some of that. Um, but I think that celebrating wins is very difficult for me. Uh, had this epiphany, speaking of epiphanies and these questions, had this epiphany the other day. Um, every time I recent, I bought this house, I live in a very nice house, uh, that I bought at the end of the summer. And, um, it is a wonderful home. It is four stories. It is almost 4,000 square feet. It is in a gated community. There's a beautiful sort of park out front of my house with grass and it um there's a dog park and I can walk to different food places there's an elevator inside of it there's a wonderful kitchen um there's a skyview terrace there are three outdoor patios and I could go on and on and telling you about how amazing I think this house is and why I bought it but I found myself every time I haven't had many visitors to this house, uh, mainly because I am just so busy and I haven't had a party. I am having one, but I haven't had a gathering. And so I haven't had many people over and every time someone would ask me in the past, you know, six months that I've been living here, how's the new house? How's the new house? I have found myself kind of putting everything down and being like, uh, you know, only talking about the negatives. And I was like, I'm telling everybody and the negatives are like, you know, the washer and dryer broke and water went through several floors, like the washer and the laundry rooms on the third floor and water went down to two and one and like knocked out the light in my garage, which I got fixed, you know, but, and kind of messed up the floor, which is not messed up anymore. But I kept just talking about the things that were negative because I was afraid to let people know that I actually were, was enjoying the nice thing that I did for myself, you know? And so I made a pact to myself over the weekend that I'm going to stop doing that. And when people ask me how it's going, I am going to say that it is wonderful. You know, it is great. Like I just described it to you guys because I am going to need to practice, um, on celebrating the wins. And so I guess that's my answer to your question is that, um, I am still working on celebrating the wins. I don't do a very good job, but um, I'm working on it. 
sorry, my nail girl is texting me asking for my address, which is not on the map, so I've got to give her something. You will notice where you are. Sorry, y'all. But, you know, imagine we are on the phone and we are friends. Um, So that's it. So um, I'm not that big of a celebrator. I, I just, I don't know, working on it. Uh, But maybe I'll be able to come back and tell you how I have been doing. Next question. Um, greetings, my league. I am a sophomore at Morgan State University in Baltimore. I have a couple of questions that I would love to ask you in a brief interview format. I could email you the questions or do it over a brief FaceTime. Thank you for your time. Uh, I answered this question. I didn't realize that I this had popped in my questions. You know, I w- sometimes it, two, three years ago, um, I was a lot less popular. Um, people were interested in me, but not a ton. And I, I had time to do these kinds of things. Like, you know, I had time to answer questions. I had time, but I can tell you that there is not a day that goes by that people don't request me to do something. And if you think I'm joking, I'm not literally every single day. Um, people contact me and ask me if I can be on their podcast, if I can, fly to their city and speak at their school if they can send me questions and email me if they can come to my office and talk to me um and the truth is that I would love to but being fair to myself being fair to my businesses being fair to the people around me I simply don't have the time and so my suggestion um for a lot of people who have questions is to just google my leak teal interview and there are so many answers i have i have done so many interviews and answered so many questions that i hope that you can find it um or to just ask me a quick question in the ask fm format because unfortunately i don't have the time i'm not able to do it um and still do you know manage all the priorities on my to-do list so i'm sorry Next question. Um, hi, my leak. This is, I forget. I don't really know how to say your names. I won't. And I don't think I should. Thank you again for answering my last question regarding situationships. I appreciate your insight and support. This question is about salary negotiation. What are your thoughts? What do you want to hear and not hear for potential candidates in your role as the boss? Um, I mean, I think salary is important, but I think the number one thing that most people don't re- don't do when they start thinking about salary is they haven't the first thing they haven't done is investigated or done the research on what the going rate is in their area. And the second thing I don't think they do is fairly analyze or assess their skills against the highest going rate. So everyone wants to look at the rate and go, this is this much and I'm good, you know, and you may be good at some things, but you may not be good at this yet you know, and figuring out, um, a fair place to work from. And so you want to give yourself some room to grow. Um, but you don't want to try to command so much that you don't give yourself room to mess up because if you come in demanding the highest dollar, you have to be the best and you have to make sure that you really are the best. And the way you typically know that you are the best is that there is no more room for you to grow at your job. So if wherever you are, there's no more room for you to grow, you've mastered all of it and you're ready to move on to something else and command this high dollar because you know it, um, then that's that. But if you haven't mastered it, then you need to 
um, sort of be fair in assessing where you are and then be fair in assessing where you are. Ask for a little more than that so that they can negotiate down, you know, ask for, ask for $10,000 more than you probably think you are worth. Um, just because that's probably somewhere where you stand because as women, we tend to sort of undervalue ourselves. So that's that good luck. Um, somebody sent me a question asking me, uh, somebody asking me, these are a series of personal questions, um, which I imagine people want to know personal things about me. So that's fine. Um, why didn't I like Howard? Uh, for those of you that didn't know, I started my college career at Howard university and I think the answer is pretty much that I didn't like college at all, really, you know, and so um, 18 years old, I go, I leave Inglewood, California for the first time, haven't done much traveling, and now I live away from home, in the snow, in a dorm, bunch of people I don't know, um, and I just think that youth, you know, I was very young, didn't know what to expect, and um my personality is just different than a lot of people. Some people that's like, you know, that's their everything. Like, Oh my God. And for me, I was just kind of like, eh, um, didn't really do it for me. So, um, I can tell you that I didn't enjoy any, I have a degree. Um, I went on to go to three more, two more universities. So I went to three in total. So I think that that pretty much speaks to, um, where I was with that, that I just kind of didn't really want to do it, but knew I needed to do it. So I went on ahead and finished. Um, but I just wasn't a fan of college at all. Uh, I'm glad that I did it. And I, it served as a great experience for me and how I learned. But it wasn't, you know, when people, when I get together with my friends and I've got some girlfriends that went to Spelman and I got some friends that went, you know, I've got a friend that went to West Point and how much their college career shaped their lives. Um, I think that I dealt with, you know, many of my like most emotional issues at that time. And my parents divorced like the first month that I went to college. And then the next year, the guy that I was like in a three year relationship with dumped me. And so I don't think I got a chance to really get to know college because of all the stuff that I kind of dealt with. And those are small things today. But back then they, you know, when nothing has really big gone on and you're like, oh, gosh. So it was difficult for me to enjoy college because of that. But if I had it to do all over again, I'd have a much more open mind about it. I probably probably would have stayed a second year um, because you're not really working on your major. And I was like so ready to work. And I'm just like, this is just more high school. But I probably would have stayed, joined some clubs, um, done a better job of like trying to get to know people and make friends. Uh, I just wasn't in the mood. So that's that. Um, someone, I think it's the same person has a question in your Snapchat. I was really surprised that you didn't know what Millie rocking was. I didn't know what Millie rocking was. I saw Kirk Franklin, Millie rocking. and was like, Oh, fun. Um, was until now, LOL. Not that it's a bad thing, but now just wondering, do you keep up with celebrity news, gossip, drama, et cetera? No, I do not. Um, I get any sort of celebrity news I get from my Facebook feed, those little three to 10 things that come up on the side or anything that comes up in my, um, in my social media, I do listen to the news via Alexa. So I think she plays like kind of, um, what does she play? Uh, BBC news, CNN, um, 
but no, I don't keep up with that. So sorry. I'm too, like I said, in the earlier in the podcast, I'm very busy and I'm pretty sure these celebrities are not keeping up with me. So I have no reason to keep up with them. Um, someone else said, do you have a friend in your head? Any celebrities or public figures? If so, who, and no, I don't have any friends in my head. Uh, there are a lot of people that I do watch on Snapchat that I do enjoy. Um, and there are some people on social media that I enjoy. I don't think that they are my quote unquote friends in my head. I do hear people say that. Um, but no, uh, and no, sorry. Um, what else? This is the same person I'm sure. Cause I feel like they went on a question tirade, but you know what? I'm answering it. So it's fine. Hope it's not too nosy, but just wondering before dating someone out of your race, did you feel as though you had to mentally expand out of a certain comfort zone or did it just happen naturally? For ex- example, saying I like Asians now and look for them consciously versus just a random connection. Um, interesting question. Uh, I think I've answered this a version of this question before, but I'll answer it again. Um, I am currently in a relationship with someone who is not black. Uh, he is Irish American, I think Caucasian, if you will. Um, I think that it is a topic that people probably have questions about. And I imagine myself as a 20 something year old, um, wondering the same and so that's why I'm choosing to answer the question um for the I would say for most of my dating life for whenever I started dating for the most part I dated or was in relationships with African-American black men um I think I remember when I try to think back on like when were the times that I was attracted to people outside of my race I think about the Filipino guy in high school that I had a huge, huge crush on that used to bring me flowers and all this stuff, but I was too afraid. Um, I was just too afraid to be in any kind of relationship at that point. I think I was like maybe 15, 16, like in high school. And then I think that in college, there was a Mexican guy just straight from Mexico um, that I spent some time with, super sweet, but didn't really, not much happened. And then, um, in my early 20s, my early in my work career, um, I was in like a brief relationship with a Caucasian guy, white guy that I had met at like a work function. Um, I was at a work event and my friend was like, oh my God, have you ever met him? He works with so-and-so rapper or whatever. And I was like, no. So we went on a couple dates and that's kind of how that started. Um, and then now I think what happened is that um, my world or my viewpoint sort of broadened naturally. So um, the bigger I got, meaning the more, the broader I got as a human being, meaning the more I started to go out and go places by myself and go places that I didn't think I belong mentally and take the kind of trips, take trips by myself and, um, do things like 
try an even even bigger business, you know, step into even bigger shoes. So like I already had a business before Curlbox. And so um, for for which I thought was successful, like I was able to take care of myself. And so I think as I began to sort of like bleed out into the world, bigger, bigger, broader, grander, my world just got wider and exposed me to more people. And in getting exposed to more people, um, I started meeting people that weren't just um, black men. And so I think that that's, I, so I've dated, uh, out of my race, like take to taking it, I've taken it seriously. I guess these last couple years I did, like I said, I dated someone for maybe six to eight months when I was like 26, like he was blonde, blue eyes. Uh, but I think I just considered it like, not like a phase or just like someone else having a phase, but considered it something, um, like viable, based on um, sort of just what I call my intrinsic needs. So the person I'm currently in a relationship with, I just have a lot in common with. And so um, the person I'm with is a big time reader, like reads a ton. Um, I read a ton, read a ton of articles. We share articles throughout the day, um, loves to travel. We do a lot of travel separately and together. We plan, we have plans to go on like a road trip this weekend, um, which is exciting. So it's like so cool. And it's not my idea. It's his idea. So he found something that we would both enjoy. Um, he likes to cook. I love to cook. Uh, and that's really kind of what it came down to. And it became less about this person is white. This person is blue. This person is purple. And it just came down to this person um, really matches up well with me and likes to do a lot of the things that I like to do. And we are just great friends and are able to partner up Um we are able to partner up in sort of like what we both enjoy doing. And that's really what it's all about, you know, and he just happens to not be black. And so we do have this joke, uh, ongoing joke where he's just like, I mean, there are some things that he does that um, I may not have been very familiar with doing like lacrosse and hockey. Like we are going to a hockey game this weekend. I typically wouldn't go because that's not my thing. And we expose each other to different things that, you know, cultural things, things that, uh, he may do more than I do and, and it's fine. But for the most part, um, the big differences are, uh, skin tone. So what people on the outside think, but on the inside, uh, there aren't many differences, uh, in terms of what we like to do. Um, hope that answered your question. Next question is, hi, my leak. What do you think about expectations versus standards in relationships? I recently saw on Instagram standards protect, expectations disappoint. I expect nothing from people. I give them two choices, live up to my standards or live without me. Curious to hear your thoughts. I'm like, you go, girl. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know about this one. I saw your question when you sent it to me yesterday. Um, expectations. I think that people should have expectations and people should have standards. And it's just making sure that you have a really fine sort of balance when it comes to these. Um, you know, I expect that you are going to do what you say you're going to do. I don't think that's weird or strange. I expect for you to be a person of your word. 
Um, if you are not a person of your word, then you are not a person for me. And that's just, maybe that's my standard. So I think that it's difficult to try to like separate the two. And I know that it, on Instagram, you know, people are posting whatever they want to be posting, self-included, you know, and people are posting short things, you know, very, because you, on social media, you can't very, you can't explain. So everything is typ- is left up to interpretation. And so it's all on how you choose to interpret that. Um, so some people, you know, I don't know what your standards are, but make sure that make sure that you are able to live up to your standards first. You understand what I'm saying? I think so many people put so many things in place that maybe they can't live up to. So make sure that whatever it is that you are setting in place for friends, family, future booze, that you can also live up to those standards. Um, and then um, give people room to grow into your standards. Everybody won't um everybody needs some room you know everybody's not going to get it right the first time and so I don't know that you should be so quick to have them live without you um but I do think that you should you should communicate your standards most times people are not communicating with other people what it is they want it's like they expect for people to know because they're like everybody should know this and because they think that this is everybody knows and it's like actually everybody doesn't know that and everybody doesn't know that about you so it is your job to communicate your needs with others at all times and give them room to either decide that they rolling with it or they're not and that's when I think you should give them the boot so there's some before they have to live without you I think there's something that you have to do because um I used to be like this very matter of fact either you do this or you do that you know I was very black or white and I think my therapy has taught me how to live in the gray area a lot better um because living in the black and white is really easy like I don't think we think it is because we think cutting people off is hard and it's really not communicating your needs with people and giving them room to grow is hard um giving people more than one chance is hard um and and when you do that then you know after you've given multiple chances then you're like okay listen you know talk to you about this ad nauseum and it's clear that we're getting nowhere and so now you're going to have to live without me. So those are my thoughts on that. Um, don't be so, don't be so hard. Life is too short to not be a little bit more flexible. And the reason why you typically, I feel like people who are so black and white and so rigid is that you're dealing with people, you know, you don't have no business dealing with in the first place. And so if you stop dealing with these whack people, you don't have, you don't have to do this kind of stuff with people who are, who are good stand up citizens. Um, but when you are trying to, to train people or, you are trying to make people be what they cannot be or what you want them to be, then you have to go through through this. And so I'm just going to say, choose better, choose better people, choose better friends, choose better mates and partners. So that's that. Um, Hi, I listened to your podcast and it's given me life. Hey, girl, it has resurrected my desire to live life on my terms and chase my dreams. Amen. Um, the only thing is my time and energy is limited because I am a new single mom. Any advice? I know you are not a mom, but I still believe you can offer advice. Thanks. You are correct. I am not a mom. Um, when I saw this question, I was like, eh. um, I really, I'm not a huge fan of speaking to things in which I have no experience. So I'm going to say that, but you did ask me for my advice. And so I'm going to say if I, every friend that I have that is a single mom, I don't have a ton of them, but 
my friends that I have found that have succeeded at living their dreams, you know, being a mother and raising, you know, raising a healthy child is they really have rallied a community, like a support community that helps them. So my friend in LA, her daughter has a ton of like aunties, if you will. So she has people that she can drop off with to do things and like people that she trusts, but she, she has a huge friend group that um, comes around and like helps her with her daughter. And so um, I haven't lived in LA in quite a while, but when I was home more often and I was able to go over her house, like it would be nothing for me to come over her house and make dinner for all of us while she was able to get something done. Maybe it was doing her homework with her daughter or something. And so she did a really fantastic job of getting her friends involved and being a part of her life and becoming, you know, a little bit of a family to her daughter. And I really enjoyed it, you know, going over and making the food and talking with her or showing her how to cook and how to make things. And so I would just suggest that you kind of get more people involved um, so that you may be you, you may not have the father as present in your child's life, but you don't have to do it alone. And that's just what I would say is try to work on not having to do it alone. Good luck. Um, let's see. Hi, my leak. I'm in my early thirties and back on the job. I'm currently updating my resume and wonder how best to word the amount of formal education I received. I left college 10 years ago, about two semesters shy of receiving my undergraduate degree. I have ton, but I have tons of professional experience in my field. Um, you know, I really don't know because that's like, uh, just say it. Like I always say when in doubt, tell the truth, you know, tell the truth. People think that they need to like lie and embellish on resumes. Tell the truth. Um, people respect the truth and the way that you talk about what happened for those 10 years, what you've done is in the cover letter, you know, briefly, you don't have to, uh, most people don't care. Most people want to know, can you do this job? Have you already done this job? Show me how you can do this job. And that's what you need to focus on. Like you don't need to focus on trying to cover up your past, you know? So that's that. Um, this is a girl who read my, saw my blog post on money. Oh, I have to sneeze. (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry. Um, I saw your blog post on how to save money. Any tips that you share? The tips that you share were appreciated. Could you do a post on credit? Uh, I'll try to do a post on credit. I'll try to do a podcast or a post on credit in the near future. Um, thanks for that reminder. Uh, this is a good question. And I may wrap up with this is, hi, my leak. I'm currently living in LA. I love the environment and I can say I'm living my dream, especially since I'm in the field that I love. It's been in caps, extremely hard out here. So I've questioned whether or not this is for me. My question is, how do you know you're on the right path? Um, First of all, congratulations to you for moving to LA, um, loving your environment, living your dream in the field that you love. I'm going to tell you that, um, it is going to be hard. Uh, the mistake that we often make when we decide to do something that's living our dream is that we think that it's going to be sunshine and rainbows and it's probably not going to do it. 
So I would say that if you are, if you love your environment and you are in the field that you love, you're on the right path. Um, when that changes, then you are not on the right path. And so something being hard does not mean you're not on the right path. Um, everything that you do is going to take time. If I could show you, uh, everybody, all everybody gets to see right now on social media is like my highlight reel. You know, I did this, I'm doing that. I bought a new car. I got a new house. It's like every day. It just looks like I'm winning, winning, winning. But I can tell you that, um, a decade ago, even, even shoot. Yeah. Two decades ago, I was, crying (laughs) I was sad I was broke I was broken it was tough things were hard um but they shaped me into the woman that I am and they taught me how to deal with things um very quickly and, and very smart and I'm pretty sure you are learning so much and things being extremely hard is not a reason to quit and so when you don't love the environment and you don't love your field, it's time to move on. Now, uh, if you decide that you've done it and you're ready to move on to something else, then go ahead. Uh, if you've decided you don't want it to be so hard, pick up a part-time job, pick up something that fulfills you, but you are on the right path. Hard does not mean quit. And so if you have a further question about that, Um, Don't hesitate to ask me that question, but good luck with that and keep living your dream in a field that you love because I'm doing the same thing. And guess what? It is still extremely hard for me. I just have more rewards. You see what I'm saying? So I'm going to say wait on your rewards because they're coming because the rewards come to those who stick it out. You know, I always tell people it's not because I'm not winning or didn't win because I am the smartest. It's like, well, I am smart, but I'm not the smartest. I'm winning because I stuck with it the longest, you know, when it was time to hand out the certificates and the rewards, there was nobody here. There was, everybody was gone because they quit. So stick it out, put your chest out, uh, smile every single day because you get to do something you love. There are a lot of people who can't say that. Have a good day, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs>